Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Episode one, thoughts create feelings. Most of our problems start when we blame our circumstances for how we're feeling. Our circumstances could be the family we're born into, um, what my mother-in-law said, my son's grades, my friends excluding me, or even the weather. And we tend to believe that it's just normal to behave a certain way in a specific circumstance, right? We just believe that mother-in-laws are difficult and it's just part of life, that rain is bad weather, that our kids should get good grades. And we believe that when things don't go the way we want them to, that it's just normal to feel a certain way. Maybe it is normal to feel that way because it's common to feel hurt or scared or uncertain, but we tend to think that because everybody seems to say that something is true, that it absolutely is true. But do you know what's true? Whatever you decide is true. Whatever you believe is true is exactly what's going to show up in your life. If you believe that bad grades will ruin your life, you'll look for the evidence that that's true. And that's exactly how life will seem to you. But is it really true? What if you decided to look for evidence that you can get bad grades and still have a really amazing life? In fact, what if you decided to look for evidence that getting bad grades was actually a prerequisite for some of the most successful people in the world. The crazy thing about your brain is that it isn't a source of knowledge. Your brain actually just does what you program it to do. Your brain is super powerful and whatever you tell it is true, that's what your brain is going to believe. And because your brain wants to be right more than anything, it will continually look for evidence that it is right. Crazy, right? Okay, so let's talk about your brain for a minute. Oh, I love talking about brains. They are so much more powerful than we give them credit for. Here's something super helpful to know about your brain. It has two parts. And a big part of your brain is all about survival which is actually great news for you and me because your instincts are what's keeping you alive. It's the part of your brain that feels fear and takes caution and looks for dangers, right? Unfortunately, that also means that your lower brain, much like a computer, is always running a program. It's the oldest software in existence and it's called something is wrong. Your brain is constantly looking for things that are threatening to its three main motives. So there's three things that your brain always wants to do. First, it wants to seek pleasure. Think of yourself as like a caveman living in the wilderness, trying to stay stay safe, stay alive, and find food. So if your brain wants to seek pleasure, pleasure means food and comfort, right? It means that you're going to stay alive. So seeking pleasure is one of its main jobs. Second, your brain wants to avoid pain. Pretty self-explanatory, right? If you're a caveman, you're trying to avoid getting burned by the fire, trying not to get bit by poisonous spiders, etc. because again, you might die. <laughs> like I told you, your brain is really good at keeping you alive. 
It's just a program we are designed with. Um, and that's exactly what our brains run all the time, <clears throat> which is that pain equals bad. Avoid pain. So third, your brain wants to conserve energy. Once again, as that caveman, if you're using too much energy, you could die. You need to save energy because you don't know where your next meal is coming from and you need food to stay alive. Like I said, these are great instincts to have. Yep, we all want to stay alive. So hey, good job, brain. Oh wait, one problem. You're not a caveman. You aren't constantly running or hiding from wild animals. You have plenty of food to eat and you've got shelter and all the basics pretty much covered. While that may be the case, your brain is still running the same software to keep you alive. <coughs> so instead of scanning for threats to your life like wild animals or bad weather, your brain is finding things wrong in all sorts of other situations. Mother-in-law doesn't like me, we might die. We need to stay in groups to survive, so let's make sure that everyone likes us so that we don't die. Bad weather, we could get too cold and die. Trigger bad mood because of the weather. You see where we're going here? It's not just you being negative. It may just be that your brain is looking for threats to your survival, so it feels like it has to always be looking for something to be wrong. Okay, great. What we've got is the brain's main objects, objectives. Now look what else your brain can do. Did you know that your brain can create feelings? Feelings are just vibrations in your body. Yep, your brain can make you sad and happy and infuriated and passive, appreciated. It can make you feel loved or crazy or annoyed. It can actually make you feel any kind of feeling that you want to. Your brain can just send the signal to your body and make you feel that way. So wait, how does that work? We're missing one giant step between what's happening outside of you and what's happening inside of you. So we're missing one giant step between what's happening outside of you and what is happening inside of you. How is it working? How is it all happening? Well, it's a conscious or sometimes unconscious decision to think something, to think a thought, a sentence in your mind. Sometimes we're running completely on default and we let our brains make up basically anything they want because we're used to feeling a certain way in a specific situation. So husband says something mean, cue crying. Get reprimanded by your boss, cue seething anger. But there's something that we're forgetting in between what other people are doing and what we're feeling. And it's called a thought. Whether you recognize it or not. And here's a hint. You're not born just recognizing that your thoughts are creating your feelings because your brain likes to be super efficient, okay? So regardless, your brain is processing situations and then thinking a thought and that thought, not the situation, is making you feel the way that you're feeling. Crazy, right? For instance, husband says, have you always had that mole on the back of your neck? And your brain says, I thought he loved me exactly the way I am. And that, that thought sends a cue to your body 
to feel offended, right? You don't get offended because your husband asks you, have you always had that mole on the back of your neck? You get offended because of the thought you're thinking when he says that. Because you don't have to choose that thought, right? There's other thoughts that you could choose. So another, for instance, is a kid comes home from school with bad grades and your brain thinks, oh, I thought we were doing so well. Where did I go wrong? And your body feels shame. Or your brain thinks, oh, now he's never going to get into that Ivy League college and he's never going to make enough money. Your body feels fear. Because we have so many thoughts all day long, something like 60,000 at least, that's on the minimum, it's absolutely impossible to monitor every thought that goes through our brain. And that's not what we're trying to do here. We'll talk about what to do about it in another episode, but for now, let's just try to wrap our heads around the fact that every feeling we are feeling, or rather every emotion we are feeling, is created by a thought in our brain. We can't always anticipate how a thought is gonna make us feel, but we can trace our feelings back to our thoughts. Sometimes it takes a little bit of sifting because there's a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings. Are you getting it? Or let's do some more examples, like the really hard ones, the ones where you're probably saying in your mind, yeah, okay, but what about this? Okay, so example, your grandfather dies. And right now you might be jumping right to grief, right? Like, oh, someone's grandpa dies, they're instantly going to feel grief. But there are a whole slew of thoughts creating all sorts of complex emotions. So you might be thinking something like, I'm never going to see him again. I wish I could have had more time with him. Things just won't be the same without him. Or I never really got to know him as an adult. Your brain is just designed to think. And especially if you're a woman, you never stop thinking. You never stop having all those sentences in your brain. Sometimes you feel like you probably need a little bit of a break from all the chatter in your head, right? Okay, so you're thinking all those thoughts and each thought could make you feel something different. You have to get really specific on what the feeling is. For instance, sorrow, regret, longing, nostalgia, disappointment, grief. Because you're thinking so many different thoughts, you're feeling a lot of different things. Or sometimes as a defense mechanism, our brains, to keep them from feeling super uncomfortable, will kind of shut down. You'll be unable to come up with words and you'll feel a little bit numb maybe. So slowly those thoughts will start spilling over, but at first you might be in shock, right? Okay, another example. Let's see, how about snow in May? I keep seeing pictures on Instagram of people having snow in May. And you know what my brain keeps thinking? Oh, I love California. Thank goodness we don't have snow. And those thoughts are creating a feeling inside of me, something like relief or gratitude. But if you're one of those people who has snow, you could be feeling totally angry or frustrated or depressed. And all those emotions would be coming from your thoughts. If you're feeling angry, it might be coming from a thought like, are you kidding me? This is supposed to be spring. If you're feeling depressed, it could be coming from a thought more like, oh, I can't take another gray, gloomy, cold day. I need sunshine. So do you see how your thoughts about any situation are what is causing you to feel whatever you're feeling? Okay, so it may sound really simple and stupid, and it's 
way easier to pinpoint in other people. But when you're in it and your brain is like, no, our thoughts are true and this is the circumstance, it is really hard to see how you are creating your own feelings by thinking the thoughts you're thinking. Okay, so one more thing about thoughts creating feelings. You know what this means, right? It means thoughts and feelings also have a reverse correlation. If you really don't want to be feeling something right now, you actually don't have to. If you're stuck in a feeling, it's because you're stuck on a thought. It's probably one main thought surrounded by innumerable supporting thoughts because once your brain latches onto a thought and believes that it's true, it keeps thinking more thoughts that prove that thought right. And before you know it, you've completely convinced yourself of something. Your brain really, really does not like to be wrong. We feel like we need some sense of what is reality because that's what keeps things from falling apart, right? So if you're wrong about something, you could be wrong about anything and then your whole world falls apart. Okay, sorry, that was a little tangent. I'm back. If we have a feeling or thought that is holding us back and that we don't want to be thinking anymore, we have total control to change that thought. It doesn't mean that we should just go and change the thought because we can, but we get to decide if a thought is useful to us or not. We decide if that feeling and thought combo is serving us and if that's how we want to show up and if we're getting the results we want to get. Okay, this is just the beginning. Hang in there and next time we're talking about um, how to feel your feelings and after that we'll look at how our feelings drive our actions and results and it's going to be so great. So I'll see you there. Hey, thanks for listening. For more help with specific problems, visit thoughtbosscoaching.com and submit your question. I'll be answering questions every week in a free call. Sign up before you miss it.